Welcome back to the Casual Heresy Podcast. I'm Spencer. And I'm Michael. All right. Well, just because it feels good doesn't mean it's right, Mikey. Okay? Oh, okay. I, I retract my weird noises then. All right. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Lord, we thank you for this day. Thank you for Michael and my friendship. Thank you for our listeners. We give all gratitude and glory to you for all that we have. We ask that you keep your will and let us live it out so that we may be able to glorify you through your graces that you bestow upon us and that your will may be done in our lives. We ask all this through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. So. So. Just because something feels right, Michael, doesn't mean it is right. And just because something feels bad or something feels hard, something feels uncomfortable, doesn't mean it's wrong. And at the same time, it doesn't mean it's right. We got to look at moral authorities to realize that, but we're not going to get into that as much as we're going to get into just a uh, easy baseline of suffering just laying down our lives consistently for the lord and for the people around us each day do the hard yeah just do it um do you remember that you um you made a custom ways audio for my phone so that sometimes when I'm driving around, it's you giving me directions. Yep. Instead of rerouting, anytime I take a wrong, wrong turn, you say, do better, do the hard, make your dreams come true. <laughs> <laughs> so, so sometimes when I like when I like turn a different way that I know is faster because you know it's just it's still just a computer. Mm-hmm. It, it, I hear you say that to me like every block because it wants me to turn right, <laughs> so it'll be like the whole road. Beautiful so, voice. Oh yes. <laughs> yeah. Yep. But so yeah, yeah, do do the hard, regardless of how it feels. Right, we're not utilitarian. Mm-hmm. Like that—that that is not a logical place to instill your values. Yep. Moral, logical. <laughs> pleasure is not a good um, measure for whether or not something is. Uh, Good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good does not equal happy or pleasurable. Mm-hmm. 
Because if it did, wow, this world is great. But because it doesn't, man. If if doing if, can you imagine if uh, Catholic morality was based on utilitarianism? We would just do cocaine on Sundays instead of going to mass. We would all get together at church and do cocaine, like. <laughs> And that, there would be and there would be orgies and they would just be bad. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that naked orgies. Be, that would be a thing. <laughs> no, I think it would be clothes on clothes. <laughs> clothe the clothed orgies. <laughs> we going back to the clothed orgies. <laughs> oh, there's a throwback. Uh, <laughs> That's. <laughs> So not out of context. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, uh, go back to, to episode number... Uh, <laughs> negative two? Gosh. Right. <laughs> we, even rec- we didn't have an orgy. Okay, I think I need to clarify that. We're not... The, the incident we're referring to is not an actual clothed orgy. It was a, it was a misunderstanding. It wasn't, it wasn't the, either. No orgy of any kind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I think, um, I mean, just because something feels bad, it doesn't even mean that it is bad. Like, I don't know, we, I think in this world, I mean, in this time especially, and we, as individuals, we just seem to hate ourselves. And yeah. We fill ourselves with junk. Mm-hmm. Like, let me fill this void with just abuse to my body, abuse to my mind. Anything that will numb the pain, Mm -hmm. anything that'll make me feel better, you know? Anything that'll, all these things, you just, are things you'll get hooked on and addicted to. And I'm, I'm thinking about, the thing that's coming into my mind as we're talking about this, is that you and me have both worked some fairly unpleasant jobs. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we work those jobs together, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I think there have only, I, I've only had a couple jobs that didn't involve pain where I didn't come home at the end of the day in pain, you know, mm-hmm. just the nature of what I was doing. Um, but I think it was still good, you know? Work is mm-hmm. good. I think that's something that's not appreciated very much by people our age usually, but work is good, be it mental work, physical work, spiritual work, all of it is good. Mm-hmm. And it's it's good because God worked, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think... Even on, even on the Sabbath, if it was necessary, he did things. Yeah. Yeah. And I think in the same way, suffering can be good as well Absolutely. if you let it, because God suffered. Mm-hmm. In fact, you could say God suffers. Mm-hmm. I mean, he suffers so much, like. Just think about it. He, the pain that we think we have, 
and then we just go and do these sinful things and just bring suffering upon the Lord and upon ourselves and upon the people around us. Like when we sin, it affects the people around us. Mm-hmm. It affects us and it affects our relationship with the Lord. That is Jesus literally sweat blood. Not only did he die, get crucified, bleed all that for you. He sweat blood in the garden for you like he for you yep asking the father to for he's basically like i don't want this to happen but yeah i'm gonna do it because this is how much i love you Mm -hmm. and every time we sin we're crucifying christ yeah and then that yeah that's that's beautiful Mm -hmm. and and kind of horrible at the same time mm-hmm. right that's the beauty of god's mercy and the the horrible reality of sin mm-hmm. but to go back to suffering then i think people are so afraid of suffering right now they're so afraid of suffering that they like suffer <laughs> yeah yeah exactly it, it starts to cause emotional and psychological suffering and I think mm-hmm. also the other that's the other aspect of the agony in the garden that's useful to pray with is clearly Christ didn't want to suffer either. He wasn't mm-hmm. insane, you know. Yeah. He was human. He was yeah, he's human. So it's but I think the other thing that we as Catholics need to look at is is then he he did embrace it, you know. Mhm. I mean We're, I feel like oftentimes we are, and I, I include myself in this, kind of feels like you're waiting for, you're, you're like, you're, you keep working your life towards some sort of goal where you imagine, it's like, once I have this, I'll be happy. You know, once I have this, satisfied. I won't suffer anymore. Yeah. yeah. And that's just not how, and I, like I said, I fall into that. Most people fall into that. Mm-hmm. It's just not how it works you know Mm -hmm. even when we have even when we're in a state of grace and we are consistently going to mass it's like this is great like this is enough if i keep doing this i need this all the time like it is enough if i consistently just if the lord is the center if I allow Jesus to consume me, then I consume Jesus, and then we're just transformed. Mm-hmm. And then we suffer with Christ for other people. Like we we can suffer for other people in order that we are a witness to the faith. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that like, it's kind of a something, something we say a lot that kind of gets the meaning gets lost in it. Like love. What is love? Well, 
the cross, right? Mm-hmm. But what does that mean? It means loving someone means either for them, by them, or with them, mm-hmm. you will suffer. Yep. That will happen. That is a guarantee of loving someone. Mm-hmm. And that's that's why I think, like, like you said, we're so afraid of suffering that we suffer. As we yep. we cut ourselves off from that because we're not willing to look for the mind. We're not willing to accept the mindset that will actually fill that hole. You know. Mm-hmm. It's not that we're going to stop suffering someday. It's that we're going to learn how to channel that and use that, you know? Mm-hmm. Like Maximilian, St. Maximilian Colby and St. Mother Teresa. Mm-hmm. Like those just two prime examples of suffering. Yeah. In our, in, within the last century. I think most of the saints... Oh yeah, absolutely. Had some pretty intense suffering. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of like the common denominator, right? Mm-hmm. That's, and then but then if you, I think there's a a quote by Saint Therese that always kind of gets me because I think the other thing then as Catholics we tend to fall into the other extreme and it'd be like, oh, I need to be miserable, you know, <laughs> like I mm-hmm. need to suffer. Yeah. Uh, but it's, um, I think she said, make your make your heaven on earth and you'll have heaven in eternity but make your hell on earth and you'll have hell in eternity and that always got me because it's like it isn't that you get to decide to suffer or not suffer it's that you get to you get to take it in stride Mm -hmm. you know that's the that's the thing there don't don't seek out suffering in in an unreasonable manner yeah Make prayerful decisions. Yeah, don't. Yeah, you don't need to look like a maniac. <laughs> right, right. Uh, Saint Teresa of Calcutta, quote as well that um, sometimes when we're lost in the suffering and we can't see God, we've gotten so close to Him that He is like bent down off the cross and embraced us. Something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't remember the exact quote. So it's like. Suffering can bring us closer to God, right? And that gets mm-hmm. us to the idea of redemptive suffering where we're taking our suffering now and applying it towards kind of like penance, basically. Mm-hmm. You know? Have a purpose for it. Yeah. Oh, I remember what I was going to say. Sorry, you can... you can. You no, you can go. go. Okay. <laughs> um, this is something that, like, has been really bothering me just in general, is that people don't know, seem to realize that that's what love means, you know? Like, they say, oh, I love you, right? But then they don't mm-hmm. behave in a way that backs that up at all. You know, because those are those are actually very, very potent words when you think about what that implies. You know, Mm -hmm. that's like. I will suffer for you, you know, I will. I will make myself and I think people think of that as like only applying to marriage, but I think it I 
I always think of it as applying to any kind of love, you know, like when you're, when you're, when you love your friends, you are a servant to your friends, you know, Mm -hmm. when you love your family, you are a servant to your family. And that's, I think something that is just almost completely lost in our, in our world today. Oh yeah. I agree. What does Jesus say? He says that the commandment to love one another. This is my commandment. Love one another as I love you. As I love you. No one has greater Mm -hmm. love than this to lay down one's life for one's friends. Right? Yep. And then he states how you are my friends. Mm -hmm. If you do what I command you. Like... So there's a couple, there's a couple whammies in that, in that, yeah. in that verse. It's like, it's like, oh, before you were slaves, now you are friends. It's like you're friends like, with God. Congratulations, right? <laughs> you know, you are my friends if you do what I command you. I no longer call you slaves because a slave does not know what his master is doing. I call you friends. Because I've told you everything I heard from my father. It, it was not you who chose me, but I who chose you. And appointed you to go and bear fruit that will remain. Like, the suffering that we do remains. Those are the ripples in the ocean. Yep. Those, that lasts. So whatever, So that whatever you ask the father in my name, he may give you. Like... It's just absolute life-giving suffering. And when people think of suffering, they don't think of life-giving. No. But then that's it, you know? There's no greater love than this to lay down one's life for one's friends. Mm-hmm. And like, when you say, I love you to somebody, that, as a Catholic, should mean, I would take a bullet for you. Mm-hmm. That's so it's like, when when these people have... Like in controversy, like um, in abortions, like instead of having an abortion, these mothers die, right? Because they lay down their life for their child. They mm-hmm. they will give birth and die some sometimes. Like Saint they, Saint Gianna Saint Gianna Mola. Mm-hmm. And there's yeah. other ladies, and it's yes, it's sad, but that that is so empowering. That's that's what empowers that is like that's the epitome of love yeah instead of taking your life and keeping mine i lay mine down so that you live yeah like in people in our culture think that's ridiculous and that it's woman hate yep and it's absolutely insane how you can suffer and die for someone and then you're seen as somebody that just wasn't taken care of. Yeah. I think those people are saints, you know, mm-hmm. not just, not just well, obviously St. Janimola, like I said, is a canonized saint, but I think, I think a mother who is willing to die so that her unborn child can live is a saint. Mm-hmm. 
I think, I think, yeah, because that's right there in the scripture. There's no greater love than this. Yeah. Right. And like how you're so, it's so courageous and bold and it's self-giving, not self-taking. I'm not taking this for myself. Mm-hmm. It's like these ladies have their child in their womb and they, they've been nourishing the child from what they have, their body has, right? Mm-hmm. And then they're able to give their child the ultimate of life rather than taking their child's life. Mm-hmm. And they they literally give their life to their child. Yep. In place of death. Even when they have the other option. Yeah. Like that that's mind blowing. Like I could keep repeating that and it just blows my mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because our culture does not see a speck of that as good. And I think that's just another one, uh, just another tragedy of abortion Mm -hmm. is now it is viewed as a normal to be willing to the, the opposite of love. What is the opposite of love? Hate, death, hate, hate. So a, what is if if you're not willing to if you value the the your own life over your child's life you know that's mm-hmm. like one of those ethical scenarios that you never think would happen in the real world right like either mm-hmm. you die or this person next to you dies like there's no way out mm-hmm. of it like how many people would choose to straight up murder the other person just so they can, they can go eat nachos and have Mm -hmm. a beer, you know, that's, and we have made that the standard for what we expect women to do when they're pregnant. Mm -hmm. It's not convenient to die for your child. It's not convenient to to suffer. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly it. That's the main point of this episode. It's not convenient to suffer, but there's so much power, love, and good in suffering. Mm hmm. Yeah. That is all it is, unless it's unnecessary suffering to get people to have pity on you. Yeah. Then it's, that's sort of disordered but but you can it it, there are lots of little ways when you start to look at it that way Mm -hmm. to like that you can take on suffering for other people so minimal things like it's not literally you have to like like it's literally just being doing something for somebody instead of doing something that you want to do in that moment right or doing something for somebody instead of making them do it themselves, mm-hmm. you know? Like, if you uh, uh, offered a carpool with somebody, mm-hmm. you know, and that means you have to get up earlier to go pick them up. That's mm-hmm. suffering. 
but you're doing it out of love, you know? Yep. So doing the dishes or mm-hmm. holding the door for someone or waving to somebody. Mm-hmm. Smiling. Smiling. Smiling, smiling yeah. at somebody, yeah. It's <laughs> uncomfortable sometimes to smile at a stranger, but it you never know. It might make that stranger's day, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like, and it all comes down with gratitude. Like, where's your, where's your thankfulness at? Are you just so full of yourself that you just don't have you don't see seek out the day with good intentions and with just so much thanks and gratitude for your life like you don't even need to believe in our lord but to to have that sort of view you could be very intentional But it's really hard to be intentional. It's hard to suffer for something when there's a limit to it. So if you're thinking from a a worldly view, it would be harder to suffer in a fruitful way. You know? Yeah. Because you don't see any possible benefit from it for you Mm -hmm. not that you should do it for the benefits there are spiritual benefits for you for suffering for others you know but -hmm. that's not why you should do it (laughs) either I wouldn't recommend that either because then that gets kind of twisted into other ways but you know Mm -hmm. well you should suffer for others and not expect something in return Mm -hmm. like give if we are a gift then why don't we open ourselves up allow the lord to open us up as that gift for other people to take yep just as he did for us we're not god no but through us the lord can work we are instruments of god Mm -hmm. we are tabernacles that's right be the light in the light there is suffering and it can seem dark Mm -hmm. i know mother Teresa talked about that how life was just really dark for her at times because of how in touch to Christ's suffering she was. Like, Calvary was dark. Yeah. It, it was In a, a lot like, of ways. In a lot yeah. of ways. It's literally like as dark as it gets. And the good that the Lord brought out of it was light. Mm-hmm. Eternal light. It's the most loving act that has ever been done. Mm-hmm. And it happened in the darkest, evilest way. But there it is. And then stab his side just to make sure he's dead. 
and then the good that the Lord brings is just his body, his blood touches you and your life is turned around. Mm-hmm. Like, that's insane. What? The unexpected, you know? You know, yeah. we always we always ask things of God. Do this for me. I really want this. Like, we're children of God. We're supposed to do stuff like that. But we should be thankful. And he really does give us things that we want. Sometimes not in the ways that we see it clearly when it happens but sometimes but it's unexpected ways and it's beautiful and it's just so powerful the closer we get to our Lord the the more we suffer Mm mm-hmm the easier it is to suffer in some way, but it's still yep. hard. Yep. Because you understand, you understand more of like why under- this is going on, you know? Mm-hmm. Yep. But it's harder but it's, to undertake it or whatever. Mm-hmm. But that just means you, you're allowed more suffering, you know? Mm-hmm. The more suffering you are able to take on, the more you're allowed to take on. You know? More real suffering. It's not the suffering mm-hmm. that you have put upon yourself. It's the suffering the Lord has granted you to take. His suffering through you for others. It's ultimately yep. what it is. And that suffering was reflected perfectly through our blessed mother she suffered with Christ yep I mean that's why that's why she's the perfect example for us right Mm -hmm. she's there every step every stage Mm -hmm. insert mind boggling blown I know that those three words together did not make sense. Loop, looping gif of Spencer's head exploding. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, let us allow the Lord to come into your life and allow him to bring suffering upon you in ways that the Lord can reach others through you. And there it's going to be in ways that you probably couldn't even imagine. Mhm. But they're so good. The ways are so good. The way. Mhm. It's perfect. We just hope and pray that we can undertake that and that we allow the Lord to do that in our lives and we pray and hope that you our listeners allow the Lord to do that in your life too absolutely 
Should I end us in a closing prayer? Yeah. Sure. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for the gift of your mercy, the gift of your love. I thank you for sending us all to love one another. Lord, I ask you to be with our listeners, the whole Casual Heresy family. Teach us to love. Teach us to love each other and teach us to love you. Teach us to never take that for granted. Help us to be willing to suffer for the greater glory of God. Our Lady of Sorrows, pray for us. Pray for us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, thank you for listening. This is um, a bit of a special episode, as in a couple hours here will be two years to the day from when we posted our first episode, when we're recording Yee. this. So, thank you for thank you for listening. Yeah, we really <laughs> appreciate you all. And by episode 50, we will have our own YouTube channel for Casual Heresy. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, so episodes 1 through 50 will be on Life Cheers, and then the rest of the Casual History will be will be on Casual Heresy. On its own, yeah. Just a reminder, no team has suffered in championship season like the Packers this last decade. Just a reminder of suffering. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me if I'm wrong. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Like Although 20- I will say, I think I've learned a lot about suffering from hanging out with Browns fans. <laughs> well, yeah, it's like you get... You're so used to suffering that it's easier to suffer. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The entire Cleveland Browns fandom is a model of suffering for the rest of humanity. (laughs) But you're not exactly a part of... Like, you get a taste of it. Yeah. You just... You're not fully delved in it with them. Oh no, I'm still I'm definitely still a cheese head. That's not going anywhere. And hopefully those cheese heads can stop being so moldy and they can start right. being squeaky again. Like cheese we needs We need squeaky cheese. Bring it back. Bring it back. We need some championship. Yeah. All right. Well, this has been the Casual Heresy Podcast, you heretics. So, from us to you, God bless you. <laughs>